Hi, I'm Drew, and welcome to Behind the Christmas Hits. If you enjoy hearing the stories behind some of your favorite Christmas songs, this is the feed to like and subscribe to. This next one is a pretty polarizing Christmas hit, but boy, do a lot of people love it. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. And with the story behind that Christmas hit, we're joined by one of the founding members of the Irish Rovers, George Miller. Behind the Christmas Hits with Drew Savage. Very happy to be here. How are you today? <laughs> Very well. Uh, so the Irish Rover is not the first to record Grandma Got Run Over by the no. Reindeer. Uh, no. But you guys are credited with having the first national release of the song. Well, it, it, yes, we got lucky that way. I'll, I'll tell you a brief history of how it came about. We were playing in some of the ski resorts, Aspen and Vale, and we were driving back through the American Plains going up to uh, Winnipeg for the next booking just before Christmas. And we happened to hear this little song. I think it was the late 70s. And it was um, a husband and wife called Elmo and Patsy. Being Irish, we have sort of the warped sense of humor anyway to start with. So we loved this song. We said, what a great little song. And we heard it two or three times through the night as we're going on up back up to Winnipeg. And so then another 10 years passed. And uh, Jack Richardson, who was our producer, who also did the Guess Who?, he said uh, Attic Records in Toronto, our record company at the time, they want us to do a Christmas CD. And we said, oh, well, that's something different, but there's lots of Irishy type Christmas songs we can do. It was one of the last couple of um, cuts for the album. We had about uh, 12 and we needed one or two more. So that's when I remembered this little song, Grandma, that we'd heard all those years ago. And he said, okay, I can find that. And through Attic Records, he was able to find us the words and we rehearsed it for the afternoon. We played around with it for about two or three hours. And then the next morning when we all came into the studio, this was in Vancouver. It was called uh, Pinewood Studios in downtown Vancouver. I believe it's still there now under, they do much more um, movies and things like that, movie soundtracks. But in those days, they were strictly a recording. So we recorded it the next day and it turned out great. And we were all having a great laugh about it. And not thinking anything more about it. And now, for God's sake, we'll be playing in July in Milwaukee at the Irish Fest, and they're yelling out, Sing Grandma! And I say, <laughs> no, that's for Christmas. But we usually end up doing it for them. If they ask for it, we'll do it. Because it's just a, you know, it's one of those songs, Drew, you either like it or you don't like it. There is no happy in-between for that song. And my own mother, before she passed away, said, can you just ever get a real job and please stop singing that terrible song about the granny? <laughs> and I said, ah, sure, it's just a bit of fun. I was, so, was going to ask, do you ever get negative feedback from grandmas or just anybody in general who thought, how, how yes. dare you do that to grandma? Yes, we do. But you know what? The majority of grannies love it. They say, oh, sing that song about the grandma that gets run over. And uh, it's so, I would say it's probably, um, if, if you take 100%, I'd say probably 80% like it and the other 20% just wish they'd never hear it again in their lives. And I understand <laughs> that too. It's, it was the same with the unicorn and wasn't that a party. The, the hits that we've had over the years are those type that sort of grow on you. And then after a while you say, oh, I don't ever want to hear that again. <laughs> uh, Elmo and Patsy, as you uh, mentioned, they were the first artists to actually record the song. Yes. It was written by a man named Randy Brooks. I read somewhere that Brooks said that he modeled the, when he was originally writing the lyrics, he kind of modeled it after a Merle Haggard song. Yes, uh, that's correct. Yes, the the idea would be to introduce this character of Grandma and then like yes. kill her off in the third verse. That's right. But he got right to it and uh, yes. knocked off Granny in the very first. 
apparently a cat within a couple hours now randy was a folk singer like we were back in the clubs in the old days like the kingston trio and peter paul and mary and the smothers brothers and he was coming out of that era he's also a nephew of foster brooks who was always the oh wow drunk, yeah yeah that's his that's his uncle he was the the drunk um uncle on the dean martin show all those years and, and but yeah so he was a folk singer and he really liked country music and he thought i'm going to write something like that but Rather than a heartbreaking song, it didn't turn out quite the way he started to write in it. And it turned, apparently it turned on him and he said, I think I'm going to have to follow this line the way I'm going now. So I think he's very happy that he did. I, th I think so. And I don't know whether this was uh, truth or whether this was just a joke, but uh, did his own grandmother have uh, enjoy indulging in a little eggnog? At the holidays, did you hear that? Uh, yes, I, be yeah. I believe okay. she did. And really, whose granny didn't? With our, exactly. our granny being Irish, she's the one that taught us all of our music and songs. And right next door to the house she lived in in Ballymena was a pub, McQuillan's Pub, where we all used to go. And every day of her life, she had a little bit of um, Irish whiskey and a Guinness, right till she was 98 years old. So I suppose you might say the drink killed her in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma got run over by a reindeer. It is a, a Christmas a Christmas staple. Do you have any specific memories of the recording session? I know you guys said you were kind of playing around and having fun. The, the thing is about Christmas albums, and I'm sure you've heard this from other artists, is that you usually have to do them in August. Mm -hmm. So sort of, I can see the way you're dressed today, and that's perfect for this time of the year. You've got your, uh, absolutely. So we were also doing that in the studio because it was a Christmas CD, so we had uh, bells and little Christmas trees and decorations all over the studio. And of course, we're all in t-shirts and shorts recording this song. And I'm thinking this is, it's like a, an oxymoron. For the people who are maybe not aware, it usually does take three to four months when you're recording a song to actually get it out, get it manufactured and get it ready to be released as a as a as a release it, it takes it could be taken six months you never know that's what i remember distinctly that it was a really hot summer's day in in uh, vancouver and they can get pretty warm because you know most places in those days still don't have air conditioning because you don't yeah. really need them so i remember the studio was just like 120 degrees in there and um we said to jack well can you at least bring in some beer for us and he said well okay but only because it's hot and we said all right thank you and of course, that was his first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> the reaction after you released it, was it instant? So we sent it to Addict Records saying, here's our, our product, here's here's what we, uh, we like about the Christmas CD. And they immediately listened to it and said, okay, we're gonna put this out as a single. And we said, you are? It's just a funny little song. It's just a little throwaway. And they said, well, didn't they say that about the unicorn in the party? And we said, mm-hmm, yes, they did. As a matter of fact, <laughs> throwaway songs. So we said, okay, good luck with this. So within about a week or two weeks, they said, you're getting airplay. Now, this is, we're talking now late November and early December when it was released. They would send us this daily up thing on all of the radio stations across Canada and in the States that were picking it up. And it grew and grew. And we're saying, holy smoke. Nobody was more surprised than us. And that's happened three times in our careers. With the unicorn, wasn't that a party? And now this one, it's something you don't expect. Like if you're the Beatles and you put out a song, you expect they're going to sell five million copies. Well, if you're the Irish Rovers, first of all, 
most radio stations don't know what to do with this. They use our CDs as frisbees too, because they don't know how to what category to put us in. Not and true. Not that. true. I've never thrown one of your CDs as a frisbee. That's not true. I'm a long time <laughs> well, fan. You. Never done. Okay. That. You, all right. You're getting a bottle of whiskey for Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and we had yeah. we had a couple of really great musicians. We had um Gary Gulliker who played the lead guitar for us on that, and also the bass, and then our own piano player Michael Krieber played the piano on it, and. Then there was me on the guitar. There was my cousin Joe. He played harmonica on it. And then Jimmy did the singing. And we all joined into the chorus. And that's basically it. Like It was about 1985 when we recorded it, I think it was. But we, we didn't really have any um, strings or anything of what you can do. I mean, today you can put on, if you want, 150 tracks if you want to. In those yeah. days, it was eight tracks. That's all we had and that's all we needed. Because... Um, we would all sing together on one mic, for instance, to do the, the backup harmonies. We just, uh, Joe and I, stood around one mic and sang. And Jimmy had the other mic for singing the lead. So it was done fairly simple and fairly quickly. And, um, well, it, it turned out well. We got very lucky and we're very blessed. And uh, that's, that's, about, that's about the story of that. And, of course, our kudos and thanks to Randy Brooks for writing such a great twisted little song and the irish rovers keep on roving a uh, new album saints and sinners which is out yes. uh i yeah. was listening to that last night congratulations on the new album we wish you well all the best another successful tour i'm you, uh, sure as ahead check out the irish rovers saints and sinners and some great memory here get great memories here rather as we uh, go behind the christmas hits grandma great. got run over by the reindeer george miller and the irish rovers thank you george drew thanks for your time and stay safe and well Thanks for joining us. Hit subscribe for more stories and videos behind the Christmas hits. Tomorrow, a Christmas song that's also a protest song. The story behind John Lennon's Happy Christmas. We'll see you then.